Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, September 6th, 2022. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense, and give opinions from a secular point of view. If you'd like to join in on our conversation, you can sign up on our Patreon page and chat with us directly as we record on Discord Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, if you can't do that, you could post to our Facebook page or tweet to us at ProfaneArg. Uh, this week, I've got a whole bunch of religious stories, a few politics, and uh, a, a question of... Where where's everybody going to live while the world burns? Whoa. Okay. What happened? <laughs> Damn. The the climate crisis. Just, right. just you know. Yeah. Like you're not starting a jihad against the country. You're just worried about <laughs> no climate no, change and yeah. death glaciers and general apocalypse. But first, I have I have a a couple follow ups that I wanted to mention. Uh, we mentioned the. Texas law that actually required schools to post inside the school facilities posters of the United States motto with a, a flag and uh, the Texas flag. Um, if, the, if they met the certain qualifiers that it must display the motto with the uh, centered uh, U.S. flag and as well as the Texas flag, then a school is obligated to display them. So we talked about the fact that somebody, uh, Chaz Stevens, uh, recognized a mistake in the law and never said that it had to be written in English. So he, uh, of course, submitted a poster with it in Arabic. Ian was not far from, from incorrect here. So the school basically said, ah, that doesn't count <laughs> because no reason. Well, wait. At- oh, the school that he gave it to. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that doesn't count. Uh, They said that, you know, does this even meet the law's requirements? We don't know. We're going to ask lawyers about it. And so they're they're basically they're not displaying it. They're 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 saying that uh, we, you know, we're going to ask questions. And then strangely enough, some of the other posters that were submitted, like one that had God in rainbow colors. Oh, yeah, they said, "Well, we've got, we've already got a lot of submissions, so you know, we're we're all full up." <laughs> there was no qualifier to the law that said that you know you're all full up, right? Right. It said you must display them, but they're finding ways around it. Pretty well, much, yeah, they're just the lying. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we as we have determined, there's no consequences. That it's, right. oh, it's only you know Christian things. Don't you know? You yeah, think no, at this point. They'd be yeah. prepared for this kind of stuff and just put something in the law that would just be like, we also have a nah clause in there where we could just <laughs> nah whatever you throw at us. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Stevens, Shaz Stevens has already designed posters in Vulcan, Hindi, and Hebrew and plans <laughs> to put up billboards in the near future. He has raised $42,000 in pursuit of of his uh, of his achievements here. So, yeah, I wish him luck. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep pushing the schools and the stupid law right. as long as you can. Or at least just keep pushing. Not that it'll change anything. Mm. But yeah, you've got to make them come out and say, hey, we have this new law. Hey, we have this poster we'd like to submit. Nope, we don't like Muslims. We're not putting it up. Nope, we don't like the gays. We're not putting it up. 
just make them say that because that's what they're saying. But if they can hide it behind even one layer of bullshit, then everybody right. can be like, no, that's not what they're saying. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And you have to have that argument with some dumbass. Right. Yeah. So my second follow-up is a follow-up from a while ago, actually. I don't know what took this guy so long, but Dalton Clodfelter. Wait, nice. what? You made that name up. <laughs> I, I did not. <laughs> Dalton Clodfelter. Uh, he is a white nationalist. Yeah, um, <laughs> And if you want to check on that, there's a link in uh, Hemimeta's story about how this guy is clearly... Using his uh, his show to promote white nationalism as a Christian fascist, basically, uh, this guy has now decided to take on the Satanic Temple and their after school Bible clubs or their after school reading clubs uh, that the Satanic Temple promoted. Right after this, this came because there was a Christian organization doing an after school Bible club. So the Satanic Temple was like, well, we'd like to get in on that. So we're going to do an after school reading club as well. Sure. And, uh, months later, uh, apparently Dalton Clodfelter, I just like saying it, <laughs> has it decided, <laughs> has decided that this is really bad and he wants Lucian Greaves to be imprisoned for life for this act of terrorism. Wow. Damn. Nothing I mean, like overstating your argument. Seriously? How absurd is that? <laughs> well, I mean, if we were in Iran or Saudi, that would be the case. Sure. I I understand what the American Taliban is up to, but mm. man, <laughs> imprisoned for life. <laughs> it's that seems excessive, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is what they want, though. And again, it's the make them say it, make the, make it say that make them say the thing that they want. And he's right saying it. And to be clear, what the Satanic Temple was teaching in these reading clubs, they uh, focused on teaching kids compassion, empathy, humility, honesty, and respect. Nice. So clearly, <laughs> Mister. Uh, oh crap! I lost his name. Cloudfelter. Cloudfelter. <laughs> yeah. He believes that this will destroy this nation's morality. Absolutely. Mm. Kindness. By the way, he looks like a 12-year-old who got his father's suit and put it on and played newscaster <laughs> against a green screen. You're not wrong. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's not even a suit. It looks like he went to Spirit Halloween <laughs> after Halloween and all they had was a Willy Wonka costume. <laughs> And he thought, oh, that'll do. Blue velvet. <laughs> nah, nobody will notice. <laughs> Prison in a life. <laughs> yeah. Why doesn't he pray to God and have the, have them come down and kill all the witches? Like, <laughs> Anybody remember that crazy lady? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm always curious when, when God does one thing for one person but won't do that again. It's a, like a one-offer and he can't do it again. Well, oh, just yeah, when he keep you guessing. Performs a miracle for someone and then... Right, where, where he sends the dream to a woman to and have murderers go kill all the witches, but this guy's clearly like, look, this guy's running a Satanist book club for our children, and God's like, oh, I already did the, you know, send the murderer thing in. I might have to come up with something else. Maybe a boulder. Oh, I did that one too already. Shit. Uh, uh, give me a minute. I'll think of something. <laughs> Maybe that's why God's not as active. He has a rule that he can only do a certain thing once, and then he has to... Be creative and come up with a different way of doing it. Yeah, wasn't there? A, there was a Marvel character that yeah, had it. Yeah, that's that's where God gets his magic—the staff of one. <laughs> that's right. There you go. 
He can take it from Nico every now and again, and he just has to think of a new way to tell people things. <laughs> All right, while we're on crazy religious stuff, uh, I'm going to transition on to my religious nonsense. First, St. Louis Archdiocese. Um, the headline is, Chooses Anti-LGBTQ Bigotry Over Free School Lunch. So there's a program in Missouri uh, schools can sign up for that the government will pay to provide school lunches uh, for kids that qualify. This is something that uh, any any school can sign up for, even private schools. But they must follow the anti-discrimination acts of the country and of the state. So clearly, the Catholic schools have decided that it's way more important to be able to discriminate against LGBTQ children or their parents. Mm. Much more important than to actually provide meals for children. Sure. Thanks, Catholic. Un-fucking believable. <laughs> so charity, the thing that is, you know, rampant throughout the New Testament, that's just right out. Bigotry, and that's the, what we're going for. The whole reason they get a tax uh, right. exemption. For charity, yeah. <sighs> Evil. Yeah. That's how deep their hatred runs, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, the next thing is Northwood Temple Academy in Fayetteville, North Carolina. This is not, this is just like coercive. It's not necessarily evil, but they had a, I think it was like a summer camp type situation. The kids would show up and they would have, you know, Bible studies and do, do arts and crafts and, and whatnot. Uh, apparently, without notifying the parents, the school baptized 100 students last week the without fuck? telling anyone. They just baptized. Apparently, was it a, wait, was it a religious school or a private or I mean, a public school? It, it, it's the Northwood Temple Academy. It's a Christian school. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh. Donuts. Oh, but yeah. that's kind of worse. Because baptisms really mean something to those people. Right. right. If you had baptized me or my son, I would have taken you to court, but I also wouldn't care. Right. <laughs> you threw water at Owen? Did you just tell him it was a water balloon fight? He was happy. <laughs> yeah, these people, that's like taking away like a, a Sweet 16 party type yeah. thing. Like you're taking away a life event. Yeah. Right. Or so a, a couple... A couple things about it. The Fayetteville Observer uh, said that they talked to one of the mothers who said that my daughter calls me from the school and says, Mom, can you bring me some dry clothes? I got baptized today. I said, what? <laughs> Why would they think that they could do this? Like, you know, like, I mean, like, they're in that party, too. Like, they must know it's like a big thing. What are you going to do, Jared? Send your kid to a secular school? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. I'll dunk them any day I want. So I saw this story actually on Reddit uh, yesterday, I think. And people, some of the uh, parents were also complaining because they were concerned that a second baptism would undo the first one. <laughs> <laughs> well, what difference does it make? So does it, does, it, does it negate both of them or just the first one? Well, well it, I did, it, I did it, see that some of the parents were angry because they weren't there for their kid's first baptism. Mm. Yeah, that's a little cruel. Yeah. yeah, but don't you get baptized as a baby? It, it depends on the religion. Some you don't get baptized oh. until you are old enough to understand what's going on. It's just the Catholics that do it when you're, you know, have no say in the matter. <laughs> right. Yeah. But so yeah, you're right. To casually baptize everybody and not let the families know who would be genuinely excited about this seems monstrous. Mm. But as we explored at the top of the show, as long as there are no consequences, why would I stop? Right. 
Yeah, and as Heaven Meta said in the article, two baptisms don't cancel each other out, even using Christian math. <laughs> <laughs> but it says right here, yeah, one parent was angry and said no apology would be accepted, and another parent was upset because they felt it undid the baptism that had already taken place at their church. So now they what? have to go get rebaptized again. What a bunch of fucking dummies. Don't they don't <laughs> Again, you're dealing in their religion with an all powerful, all knowing being. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be like, oops, sorry, some <laughs> minuscule fucking pea brained human got around my rules somehow and rebaptized your child so they're not baptized. Like, God's not smart enough to know what's going on here. No, wasn't there that one dude who, who, who said the wrong word? Like, we baptize you instead of the Lord mm. baptizes you, and that negated every baptism he's ever done? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's a very. Very technical thing. I don't know how nobody asked that. No, no, like, not where a person just throws the third leg goes, it's God. He knows what happened. It's okay. No one goes <laughs> like that. They're like, no, 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 no. God laid these rules down. We get. <laughs> Well, it, it, it's yeah, it's the all the Christian organizations fighting against each other because I'm sure some of the Christian organizations have a weekly thing. <laughs> I mean, I went to a Southern Baptist church one time and there was lots of baptizing going on, and it was just you know a random Sunday. So it they all have their own particular rule set, and now they're going to fight against each other, which is pretty awesome. I like it. <laughs> this is some real tiny brain fucking people. <laughs> like if you can't work your way around this thing. In mm. any way. Like, and not only that, to then go home and go, to just speculate out loud, did that undo the other one? <laughs> <laughs> like, what What are you talking about, Jane? What do you mean undo? Does it say somewhere in the Bible you can't get two baptisms? <laughs> baptisms are first come, first serve. The yeah. most recent ones, all the counts. <laughs> baptisms are a very, what have you done for me lately kind of spiritualism. <laughs> Crazy Christians. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, is it any, I mean, it's gotta be like a small brain thing, right? I it's think got, so. it's got to be that you don't ask these questions out loud. Maybe it you're is too it. scared, maybe you're too scared to ask them out loud, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's it's the whole, you know, the reason the faith works, they're scared, and they, they're they putting the faith in the in the pastor of the church that they've chosen, and that, that they, they put the blinders on at that point. You can't. They've been taught and told and, and reprimanded to not think for themselves, so they don't. Yeah, but I get that. But, like, Karen, nobody ever actually sat me down and told me Santa Claus didn't exist. I never had that conversation Just one anybody. day you went, oh. Just one day, <laughs> it just kind of creeped in one year, and I was like, okay, I get it. Mm. You know? Like, I was, there was never this shocking moment where somebody had to tell me it, it wasn't real. Or that Superman didn't exist. Or, you know, oh, sorry, guys. Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. Spoiler. I spoiled it. <laughs> you know, so like, I don't understand why it just like it never dawns on these people. Just go, okay, just walk away. I mean, listen, I was told for years that there was a man in the North Pole who brought us presents if we were good. I believed that shit. Mm. Like, I even lied and made up stories that I saw. Him, right, just to seem cool in front of my parents. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Out of curiosity, I don't think I've ever asked this question. Ian. Yes. yes. Ian, you still with us? Yeah, can you still <laughs> hear me? Yes. Okay. S Santa Claus a thing in your house or not? Yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Rain, Karen, are angry. 
Why? <laughs> yeah. I just assumed that you hate Santa Claus and the whole concept. No, why would I hate Santa Claus? <laughs> bah. Little fantasy when you're a kid. It's harmless. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, as many fictional things that we have last last St. Patrick's Day, my son built a leprechaun trap that he left out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> was it like Charlie's year? down in, in, in It's Always Sunny? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I didn't even. I've never. I've never watched that show. It just oh, sounds I'm, like it's going to be amazing. I believe they got him in a giant glue trap, but it just <laughs> turned out to be a midget. <laughs> uh, so yeah, really anything, anything we can to to spice up a holiday, we're usually we're usually down with that. I mean, am I crazy for equating these two things? No, not at all. No. All right, because I'm just trying to figure out how you like. I mean, and I guess, Ray, you're the the, the only one who really ex- would experience this. Like, you just one day, did it just fucking dawn on you, or? No, it was a very long, gradual process. Oh, okay. The but Santa you, Claus but- bit, I don't even remember. Mm. But I was an adult when I came to the conclusion that there was no God. So it was a, it was a very long, drawn-out process. Like, it was the Bible. My first revelation that I remember was the Bible's full of shit. Mm. Like, there are so many problems with the Bible, I couldn't... So then I started exploring other religions and reading about other religions, quickly wrote off the, the other monotheistic religions, and then I, you know, went to, 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 the, to the different, like, does Buddhism, does that seem to... That quickly faded away, and so eventually, like, I just... Um, I just eventually came to the idea of, wait, this is all just bullshit. <laughs> but you were... An, and you're a teenager then, or? Oh, no. I was, uh, this was after military, so. Oh, wow. Like 22, 23-ish. And you wholeheartedly believed prior to this. Like. Yeah. Like, even during my first couple, like, my first year in the military, yeah, wholeheartedly believed. Absolutely. <laughs> Were you shocked when you came to this? <laughs> No, because I kind of came to it on my own. Like, so, you know, no, at no point was there a revelation. It was just a slow, gradual process of, of you know, running through the, the situations, the hypotheticals and everything before realizing religion's just there to control people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it takes, it takes time to, to stand up a, um, that wall for people. You know, the, all the bricks that are in place that make you believe. It takes a while to take it back down again. It's not something that a lot of people go from, you know, 100% believing to 0% in a week. It's not usually how it goes. And no, and I understand that. But again, you know, maybe Ray should get his brain measured because, <laughs> I mean, because some people are not making these leaps that, that yeah. he did, you know? Right. Well, I did have the, I mean, it was early on, like, I don't know, five or six years old that I had my first communion. And it was built up as this huge thing that you really had to take seriously. And then I had it, and I'm like, that was disgusting. Uh, unleavened bread is gross. <laughs> um, at least there was like a shot of grape uh, grape juice to, to wash it down. But the only thing that left me with was I need more grape juice because I still have this taste of this unleavened bread. It's oh. gross. And like nothing happened. But all the other kids that did it with me were like – celebrating and they said that you know they they felt great and i'm like i don't so i didn't say anything i kept it all internal that apparently i wasn't good enough or something was wrong with me that i didn't have this feeling oh. um, so religion by itself even without the sexual abuse to me religion is an abuse because i took that personally like i thought there was something wrong with me for years as a <laughs> child that's crazy 
Yeah. 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 That's heavy. Yeah. I mean, I just got thrown out of a Christmas party for being Jewish, but, uh, you know. <laughs> right. Which is bad enough for a kid. I mean, come on. Just, wow. Yeah. I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah, I know. We got off track here. Yeah, we got, I got to try and get us back on track here. Speaking of uh, abuse, and this is a similar kind of abuse, actually, uh, Redberry Bible Camp. This is outside of Saskatchewan. They had a worker who admitted while teaching to children, and admitted domestic abuse, pornography addiction, uh, over campfires. He told kids about how he used to be so bad, but the Holy Spirit eventually talked to him, and he talked about prior to the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, coming over him, he abused his girlfriend, uh, he was getting into trouble because his girlfriend had bruises on her, and, uh, you know, he talked about being addicted to pornography. I'm not really sure. Anyway, I'm not getting into that. But... <laughs> It's During, a real thing, Ray. He he, <laughs> right uh, right before he was let go, and it doesn't actually say he was let go, but he's no longer at the camp. Uh, he performed an exorcism on one of the preteen kids that he was supervising. It is believed that the kid was having a seizure. Uh, the kid was on the ground, shaking, nose bleeding, and this guy proceeded to tell all the kids that this was a demon. And that he was exercising the demon, and it traumatized all the kids, aged 12 to 14 at the time, into believing in demons, into thinking that there were monsters in the woods, and just everything. He, apparently, one of his things was to send the kids out into the woods in the dark, so that they could try and find God or something. Jeez. Oh, 12-year-olds. Yeah, so they would come back in, like, shaking and nervous because they thought they saw monsters and demons because he's telling them that they're, that demons are real. Wow. And one was just in Charlie. <laughs> uh, Made-up name. The kid was not necessarily named Charlie. <laughs> he is but, in my mind now forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor Charlie. Wow. But yeah, I mean, this is, uh, again, another level of abuse to children in my mind. That Sure. Well, I mean, to the parents' um, credit, they went, oh, what now happened? All right. <laughs> no, this is not acceptable. <laughs> I mean, at least that happened. Yeah. Right. After that happened, people started asking questions about him, and then it came out that he was telling kids about these, you know, things that he used to do, including domestic abuse, which is... I think one of the worst things that he would talk about, mm. being addicted to porn, yeah, whatever, um, <laughs> but beating your girlfriend and mm. admitting, to, admitting to it over a, you know, a fire at a church youth group. What? Wow. Yeah, I feel like campfire <laughs> at a kid's summer camp is probably not the best place to unburden your soul about the terrible choices you've made in oh, your life. Oh, no. That is the absolute <laughs> best place, Ian, because you got a captive audience that doesn't know that they can actually leave. Mm. Well, because they, you're an adult. <laughs> and they functionally can't go far because, you know, 12 years old. But Right, or they don't have the wherewithal to go, could yeah. you stop talking to us about this? This is not appropriate. <laughs> they don't know the difference. So I disagree. Best place to do it for a wacko like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't imagine they did sufficient background checks on this guy. That's now, this guy <laughs> makes me... So, I was chatting recently with my wife, and as we have wondered many times on this show, we were wondering if the church is a place that 
pedophiles are attracted to mm. because easy access to victims plus insulation from prosecution or are these people who are genuinely conflicted about how they feel joined in hopes that they could stop being pedophiles you know because god would help them and then got there and were like mm, the total opposite mm -hmm. okay i'll stay i mean the answer is probably both well, what'd you it's come up probably with? Probably both, but it sounds way more like A now. It looks like they don't do any vetting or mm. any checking as to who these people they are going to allow to have access to your kids are. And somehow, freaking drag queens telling stories is the real problem. Right. Mm. Well, there's also the... which isn't even really a thing, by the way. <laughs> no, it is not. It really isn't. No. The, the other the other component of it too is the 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 adults that were abused as children are far more likely to abuse children. If oh, they, for sure. If so, but if they were in a in a, in a religious... It, so it's gener it's generational abuse repeating cycle after cycle. These, okay, that's, the, I didn't consider that, but that you're right. That is probably a big part of it. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's kind of... A th there's three components of it, I think, and they probably overlap quite a bit. That's fair. Mm. All right, I'm going to hit another uh, type of abuse. Again, this is not sexual, but a gape boarding school in Missouri... Um, led up by Julio Sandoval. This is a kind of weird one. So there was a kid living with his parents. He got moved to a different family and demanded emancipation. He wanted legal separation from his parents. He accused his mother, I guess both, of domestic abuse, uh, obtained an order to, of protection to keep his own mother away from him. She was legally forbidden from interacting with him. So what did she do? She contacted Julio Sandoval, uh, who used to be the dean of a gate boarding school. Uh, they hired an outside group uh, who went and abducted her son, handcuffed him, uh, kept him handcuffed for 24 hours as they drove him from California to the school in Missouri. Uh, he remained in handcuffs for 24 hours while they drove to Stockton, Missouri. He was then held at the boarding school until eventually his father was able to free him. Wow. This guy. Yes. I, ju I just said, wow. <laughs> this guy apparently runs a trying to find the, the name of the group. A child kidnapping service. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's what it is. But it's a business called Safe, Sound and Secure Youth Ministries. Uh, it's a service that takes kids against their wills uh, to Christian schools or treatment centers with the approval of their parents. So presumably it's for, you know, children that are not obeying their parents. But this is a child that it no longer had to obey that parent. The, the, <laughs> was, the parent was legally not supposed to be around him. Yeah. But Safe, Sound, Secure Youth Ministries, I guess, did not do a check that she actually had the right to do this. Yikes. And while at a gape, this is another situation of, well, let's look into these people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, while at the uh, agape range, the boarding school, five individuals employed at, uh, well, staffers at the agape were charged with over a, a dozen felony assault counts. Uh, the state's attorney general recommended that the prosecutors go after 22 employees on 65 total counts. But they were actually only charged five of the staffers with a dozen felony accounts. Uh, one of the victims said he was beaten, assaulted, starved. Other kids said they were slammed onto tile, concrete, and asphalt. Yeah, this is a house of beating children, apparently. 
Wow. I mean, how else are you going to get to him? Yeah. Right? And, of course, their in-house doctor, David Smock, was charged with second-degree statutory sodomy, third-degree child molestation of a child less than 14 years, years of age, and enticement or attempt to entice a child of less, less than 15 years of age. Lovely fellow. That was the doctor at the facility. Man. <sighs> wow. It, these are, they're, they're, like, generally charged with these things, or they're currently... I don't, uh, currently why is being kidnapping charged. kids legal? Right. I was just wondering that too. I'm like, how is that legal? Like, well, remember the parents are asking the the this transport company to come take their kids who are rebelling in some way because that's what kids do, and remove them and take them to this camp where they'll be disciplined and taught how to behave. Right, but I mean, as a parent, how far do your rights go? And what you can decide. I mean, can if I have an unruly kid, can I go, well, I sent him to a Russian gulag to teach him a lesson. <laughs> and he's going to spend a year there. <laughs> I, I don't know at a Russian gulag. But you can send, I mean, you know, the threat of military boarding school and, you know, re-education. All that stuff is doable. It this happens all the time. There's a reason this is, again, no, branch I, no. exists. <laughs> and I, I get that. But, like, the methods that it go through, were especially, like, and this has been going on for years. Isn't, didn't Dr. Phil have, like, a whole thing where, like, Oh my God! Maury had like twenty episodes where he's yeah, where like in the middle kids in prison at mm. three o'clock in the morning they fucking like put black bags over the kids' heads and throw them in vans and the parents are like I'm right. sorry, I don't I don't know how to parent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that part I don't understand how is legal and I don't understand how government is not like or at least state government continually checking on these places because the church related so they get a pass exactly. I don't know. I mean, when kids are involved. Well, I mean, look at what happened in Pennsylvania. There was a whole court and oh, yeah. judicial system that was set up to send kids to um, kids for school. cash, man. That was kids right around cash. the block from us. Yeah, that was crazy, and it went on for decades. Hundreds yeah, of that, kids. That guy actually went and got in trouble, though. <laughs> Eventually, I mean, I, yeah. If, do you think it if it was a, a, re- a religious re-education camp, they would have? I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, listen, I understand that religion gets passes on a lot of things, but, like, I don't know. I was about to say breaking the law, but I guess diddling kids is breaking the law, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't see why they just can't have regular checkups like everybody else. Well, I think the, the idea that regular checkups are happening in very many places is, is incorrect. I think a lot of stuff goes unwatched. I mean, the, the um, what is it, the foster kids programs? There's rampant abuse in there. There's rampant abuse everywhere. We're just not seeing it because we're not looking. And to be clear, it is mentioned in this article as well that until very recently, there was no oversight. Faith-based schools in Missouri are were exempt from any statewide regulations. Now, now the legislation has been passed since this case. Mm. That uh, they must meet basic health and safety guidelines, conduct background checks on employees, and provide students with basic necessities like food and health care. The idea that you have to make that a law, that children need food, yeah. Yeah. is amazing. And again, it's all because, as, again, Hemet Mehta says in this article, it's all because Christianity gave them complete cover. Yep. All well, right. that's an uplifting story. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to make it even better, uh, before we get on to politics, there is one more. James Theodore Highhouse. He is a former Army chaplain. He took a federal uh, job at a federal prison. Uh, he's been recently sentenced to seven years in prison for abusing female inmates. Uh, this was at a location where the inmates basically were 
they they were in there, but they had suffered. This was like a, a a place for people who have suffered abuse and then you know struck back or you know mm. it affected them in some way. So he was there as a counselor because he was a chaplain and he used his position to abuse the inmates, uh, telling them that everyone in the Bible had sex and God wanted him and her to be together. Uh, he pressured one inmate into intercourse on Veterans Day by telling her that she, to, she needed to serve her country. <laughs> Oh, come on. Was yeah. this guy at least arrested? What's that? Was this guy at least arrested? Yes. Or is this another okay thing? He <laughs> has been sentenced to seven years in prison. All right. It's That's not be- ideal, but I'll take it. Yeah, it's better. <laughs> it's just, again, another way. Are you Christian? Oh, you can get away with anything. Right. At he least actually- for a while. But he is said- it get away or just no one's checking on you because they think, well, you're a priest or, you know... You're not going to do anything bad. I will quote Mr. Highhouse. No one will believe you because you're an inmate and I'm a chaplain. Yeah, but I feel like that works in any type of situation where somebody has power over somebody else. True. For sure. Jeez. What a piece of shit. What a fucking scumbag. (laughs) See, this is what I'm saying. Like That guy does not believe in God, right? Can we assume assume that he does not actually believe? (sighs) I don't see how. He just says, I'm sorry. He gets, at, you know, absolution. No fucking way does he think that he could do what he's doing and that God will absolve him, even though I know that's written in the rules. There's but, no way he could possibly think that. Well, he he's goes to- making shit up whole cloth about fucking him on, what was it, Veterans Day? Or yeah. <laughs> No, that guy knows he's full of shit. He has to. I don't, I don't think so. I think, I think he picks and chooses the parts that are his favorite, and as far as he is concerned... He is a chaplain, and he is a man. Mm. These are not only women, but they're convicts, so they're less than other women. So what purpose do they serve society other than to serve him? Right. And they tempted him. I mean, that's what- Oh, I'm sure they did. That's what we do. (laughs) Constant tempting. Constant. So it's only only 60% his fault. I mean, it's 40% her fault. Come on. No, I do not. I think that that guy goes home and he's like, how long can I keep this sham up? Because, or or at least he might have believed at one point, but but now he's like, clearly, if the God existed, he would have stopped me by now. People justify really shitty behavior. I know, I get that. In convoluted ways, so. But this is so, this is not like, you know, I let my dog shit on my neighbor's lawn because I don't like him. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's abusing a power, a position of power and privilege. Uh, I mean, he's he's also having premarital sex with women. I mean, isn't that a big no no? Not in all religion, but most, oh. yeah. Not all the not all the Christians are so you know heavy handed about that. The sad part is, we'll never know for sure because no matter how many times he's asked, he will still say he's a believer. Yep, exactly. Do anything that saves him. Yeah, hold his ass over a fire. <laughs> see if he if, see what he says then. <laughs> All right, that's all I got for the religious nonsense stuff. Let's, uh, on on that, you know, positive note. Um, <laughs> well, he's in jail. That's positive, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. true. Um, on that note, let's move over to politics. Um, I have a question of this, and I, I have to imagine Jared might have a bit of an answer. Joe Biden's speech really made some waves this last week because he <laughs> called on Americans to take seriously the threat of election deniers. Um, how bad did your Republican news, like your your Facebook, et cetera, light up with this? 
surprisingly? Well, again, I've been preoccupied this week, so I haven't really been paying attention. <laughs> okay. But as far as the Facebook goes, but like I have spent time with these people. No one's really saying anything about it, <clears throat> surprisingly. Because I mean, was... Dark Brandon rose that night. <laughs> right. He came out, those fucking red lights behind him, man. Holy shit. <laughs> I heard about that, the fact that he had this red light behind him and that he looked evil. And all you had to do was pan out a little bit. There was also blue light, like, on either yeah, side well, of that. When I first saw it, I'm like, what is up with these red lights? And then I saw the cut to the wide shot. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, but still, the, <laughs> the fucking close-up shot was like... Is he speaking from hell? What's going on? <laughs> I have really enjoyed... Now, Jared, you said you didn't get much of this, and I've only read about it for people. The theater that has gone along with it, oh my goodness. There are Repub the Republicans are so wounded by what he said. How that you owe the whole country an apology. How could you say such hateful, despicable things about good, hardworking, honest MAGA Republicans who deny elections? <laughs> I mean, they're just pretending that this is the most offensive thing someone could have said to them. And a president saying something like this, it makes it even worse. I was like, have you guys been asleep for the last six years? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He actually came I mean, out forcefully with conviction just kind of nice for a change yeah but somehow they just ignored all the shit that trump has ever fucking uttered out of his mouth ever. yeah 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 it's very true though what he said he directly said maga republicans do not respect the constitution do not believe in the rule of law do not recognize the will of the people and refuse to accept the results of a free election i mean yep, this is all true it is yeah well the word on the street is, is that this is a pretty tactical move in the sense that he's like, look, I know not every one of you Republicans likes Trump. He's speaking to that Liz Cheney mm. wing, like, I'm here for you as well, you know, type of thing, which is fine. You know, yeah. get more votes, whatever you got to do. Like we've often said, it's not like MAGA's gaining, gaining people. They're never gaining anybody. If anything, they're always losing people. Yeah. So do it. Fuck it. I would have had fucking flames behind me. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, there is also, politically, there's uh, talk about the fact that the red wave might be crashing. Um, the the idea that uh, Roe v. Wade has actually turned a lot of people against the Republican Party. There is an article in Huffington Post talking about the fact that Republicans are actually trying to obscure their records on abortion. There are politicians who are taking off parts of their website, anything to do with abortion, anything to do with pro-life. They're removing it because they don't want to be associated with the fact that they finally got what they wanted. Well, that and they also know that shit's not going to fly in a general election. Right. Right. So, but but they're also acting like you know, snip and paste doesn't fucking exist in this world of internet. Like, we can, we can look at your old website. It's easy. Right. Well, you know? we can. A lot of people... Uh, remember. Right. Well, more importantly, <laughs> let's just be honest about this. This doesn't work in reverse. Are there plenty of Democrats who are anti-abortion and vote anti-abortion? Yes. Are there any Republicans that are pro-choice? No. If they're running as a Republican, then they voted to overturn Roe versus Wade. They support, they support, they are disappointed that it's left up to the states and it's not a federal ban. Right. To think anything less than that is just 
naive and irresponsible of you. Right. It is decades in, in, in of work enacted. Yeah. Yeah. And I think but some of those Republicans have probably seen some of the um, new voters. The uh, We talked, I think, a couple of weeks ago about how in Pennsylvania, like three out of four new voters in Pennsylvania are women, Democrat women. That is true Wait. in Kansas and Ohio and a whole bunch of other states. The women are starting to go, all right, that's it. I've had enough. Well, and they saw it happened in Kansas. I yep. mean, right. you know, did somebody already say that? Did I just yeah. repeat that? <laughs> Sorry. You may have accidentally, but not not verbatim, but it was close. I guess, what was everybody waiting for? People weren't engaged. Why they did were, it take this? They, they were, TikTok was more important. Facebook was more important. The PTA, you know, the kids' baseball, whatever. They didn't care about politics. All of a sudden, they did a swivel and went, oh, hello, this could impact me or my children. This is a little bit more important now. Hmm. A lot well, of a lot of people I guess live better late than never. Yeah, a lot of people don't live their lives outside of their neighborhood. Sadly enough. Yeah, what Karen said. Nice. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping that's the case. We're seeing more and more things trending that way. You know, they're talking about the possibility of the Democrats not only not losing the Senate but gaining seats and mm-hmm. not losing the House, the House at this point. Yep. Um, there are several Republicans in the House whose seats are really not looking good. What, what's the guy's name for Florida? Scott? Rick, Rick, Scott. Rick Scott. Rick Scott. Rick Scott? Mm. Apparently his is one of the worst. Like, mm. the, the polling in his in his district is, it, it was something like a, a nearly a 20-point lead by the Democrat. Wow. So, I don't know. Hold out yeah. hope. Everybody needs to go vote. Yeah, it was the one thing we had speculated on. Remember, we were like, maybe this will turn people out. Maybe. I, my concern is that it's too late. I mean, the the fix is already in. The the judges are already seated. And will it make a difference? Wait and see. Well, I mean, what do you mean? Like, I'm, we're, I'm talking right. about the, the midterms. Like, Sure. Yep, the only thing it can affect now is, is elections. Judges can't get unjudged. Judges are, For, and we'll get to that later, but they're just... Life. They're handing out decisions willy-nilly. Yeah. Well, it's like in the case of Mastriano. If Mastriano gets his seat in Pennsylvania, he will put in a secretary of state who will make sure that the elections go their way. Has that already happened in other states? Probably. Probably. Uh, so the the voting in the midterms, is it going to be a, a free election, a fair election? Not everywhere, but hopefully in, in enough places. Right. Right. So that we can hold off more of this. <laughs> right. Just end of democracy. Yeah. Yeah. Flagrant open end of democracy. If I am governor, that gives me the power to decertify any machines I want at any point. Right. And put in place appropriate electors. Right. And uh, strangely, it's the, you know, the, the, the electors in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and all the time. Yeah. Those are the only shady places. Only shady ones. The major around the major, major cities. Yep. The rural communities, they never are up to anything bad. No. Their machines work perfectly. <laughs> All right, moving on to uh, to Trump specifically, and again, this is kind of in flux. I don't like we t- had to, this talk before before we started recording. Uh, a judge granted Trump teams uh, the review of the seized documents by a master, whatever, and then there was a something said that oh no, that wasn't going to happen. A special master wasn't going to be put in place, and now I guess it is again. Yeah. Yep. I, 
What's up with that? I, I, again, it's just I do not understand how things work in this country. I really don't. I just it's like anything that's handed out by a judge can just be undone a number of times and redone and undone till it gets, I guess, all the way to the Supreme Court, right? Right. I think judge rulings are like baptisms. Whichever ones happen to most frequently, it undoes all the previous ones. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So just because you go to a federal judge and the federal judge grants you a search warrant and you are the Department of Justice and you've already seized the material, you've already viewed the material, you're in the middle of a criminal proceeding, some rando can just walk up and be like, nope, got to stop. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What if one of those things that you've already seen is some sort of privileged uh, information between the person you're investigating and their lawyer. The judge even went further We're than that. We're in the middle of a criminal proceeding. Right. <laughs> it doesn't matter now. And the judge even went nope. further than that. The judge said that it could be – the documents could have executive privilege. And that is just completely not true because no. Biden has already said no, they do not. Right. That's not the case. Also, if he, <laughs> if he declassified them, what difference does it make? Isn't de declassified mean we can all look at it? <laughs> yes. Freedom of information requests are out in ramp <laughs> from a, a, a multitude of uh, of journalists at the moment, and they're not going to get them because they're not, not declassified. It's the one podcast I was listening to that they opened up their podcast with. Because this what they're doing, and I'm sure we've discussed this before because Steve Bannon said it, is that their strategy in most of these cases – is to just throw as much shit as they can. A river of shit to just make... So nobody knows what the hell's going on. I declassified it. I didn't declassify it. Doesn't matter. It's I'm allowed to take it. I'm, I'm not allowed to take it. Obama took it. You know, it's just every fucking thing. And they go, Trump has created a river of shit and now he's drowning in it. Yes. Is basically what's going on. But yeah. what but what Trim, Trump's team did, though, is they went to a uh, Trump-appointed uh, judge in an unrelated county and who is a member of the Federalist Society and said, can you do us a solid and slow this down? And she went, sure, here's a bunch of bogus nonsense and I will slow it down for you. But when it's appealed, if it's appealed, it will go to the United States Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit. That group is currently, it was six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven judges. They're short one because it's held up in the Senate. And six of them, also members of the Federalist Society, are Trump appointees. So when it goes right, to appeal, but, it goes to them. But haven't we learned that like a Trump appointee doesn't necessarily mean it's a guaranteed win no, for him? they owe True. him nothing. They're uh, in. Right. But the next step after that, if they do... Uh, so each of these United Court States of Appeals circuits has a justice on the Supreme Court who is kind of their sponsor, if you like. I don't know what, what the official word is. But if an emergency appeal needs to be done in this case... There is a specific circuit justice who is a, assigned to the 11th Circuit. Who would well, be a the specific worst one? Supreme Court justice? Correct. Uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're the only ones that are called justice, but yeah. Um, it's a very specific individual of the Supreme Court justice. And who would be the person that would be the worst possible to make a decision about uh, Trump and documents? I mean, there's quite a few. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Most of them. I feel like you haven't narrowed it down as much as your yeah. tone suggests that you have. Because my heart tells me you're trying to imply that it's that somehow um, who's the pubic hair in my coke rape Anita Hill guy? Clarence Thomas. 
Clarence Thomas. Bing, I bing, feel bing. like you're implying it's Clarence Thomas, but is he that much worse than Kavanaugh or Comey Barrett or who's that other oh, creepy dude that's Thomas adjacent? Alito? Alito. Yes! Alito. Though They all feel equivalent to me. But they're not really, though, but think about it. Because Clarence Thomas, remember, whatever his wife has been up to, she called multiple state uh, attorneys general, or what is it, whoever, election officials in multiple states saying they should things should be overturned. He's the only justice that said that uh, there's something about executive privilege. So he has already predetermined. If it goes to him, I'm not sure that he wouldn't side with Trump, in other words. And it is. Oh, he would 100% side with Trump. Right. The others, Clarence I don't... Thomas, of course, yeah. Yeah, the other, yeah 100%, 100%. I don't know if the other ones would. He would, and it is him. Bing, bing, bing. So we're, this is fraught with more peril. <laughs> well, now tell me, in what other than slowing things down somewhat, how does a special master prevent Trump from being uh, arrested for trying to steal and leverage top secret and classified documents? <laughs> I don't think it necessarily does, but it slows everything down. Okay. Okay, but, yeah, I mean, like, but by how much? I mean, again, I'm still confused. Like, they've already seen all these documents. Right. Right. Right? And I'm sure, like, they're, like, writing shit up and, you know, be like, oh, we can't, you know, whatever they're fucking planning on doing with it, right? So what does this special master do? Now, he goes, okay, now let me see all the stuff that you already looked at. Right. And then he goes, well, now you have to, does he say, like, you have to ignore this one? You have to ignore this one. I mean, what is yes, this? I believe so. Yeah, you and can't. They have to, and they have to follow that rule, and, unless it's appealed. I, yes. Do they get? Yeah. Does the does the DOJ get it? Um, is this like when you pick like a jury member? Like everybody got to agree on the same person? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yep. Each so, side. So Devin says, Nunes isn't going to be the special no. <laughs> master that comes in and correct. Each side says, "Here's my list of twelve lawyers." And they say, okay, here's my list of 12 lawyers, and we see if there's any overlap, and then of those overlaps, we whittle it down. Right. All right. It could no, it could be someone other than a lawyer, but yeah. it's always a lawyer. Yeah, it's a lawyer or an ex-judge or something like that. Like, could they appoint Robert Mueller again? <laughs> He's bad at his job. Yeah, but that's the thing, though, because Trump's team is never are going to go agree with the Department of Justice's team, so they're never going to have common names. Who the hell are they going to pick that's acceptable to the Trump team? There's a lot of people that are acceptable to the DOJ. Right. But I don't I don't know how a you know, if one side is unwilling to compromise, how a compromise is reached. Mm. I've never even heard of this special master. I've never heard of a scenario in all of my life where a citizen of the United States had been arrested by the FBI and said, I want a special master and everything stopped and we got them one. The only th- it's never happened in the history of the world. The only person it happened to was Michael Cohen because a lot of the documents he had were attorney client privilege related. And he was Trump's attorney. So that actually makes some um, a small amount of sense. Well, sure. Now executive privilege is in play. Executive privilege isn't in play, though, because. Um, no, no. But with Cohen, it was sure. No. Cohen, I understand. Yeah. His his boss was the president at the time. Right. And he was his lawyer. So there were, yes. there were you know, client attorney privilege stuff in there. So that makes perfect sense. Yes. It doesn't make sense here. And the jump, the, the judge really, really, really overstepped her bounds. If you want to see yes. all the intricate details, Marcy Wheeler has an exhausting write up on it. And it's extensive, but it's too much. <laughs> she is <she's> thorough. <laughs> So I thought I would throw this in here as uh, being similar in the fact that uh, Doug Mastriano 
running for governor hmm. here in Pennsylvania, is also trying to delay stuff and uh, using lawsuits to do so. He has sued the January 6th committee as to whether or not they have deposition authority to make him testify in what he did uh, for the January 6th attack on the on the Capitol. How is that a question? His lawyers contend that because the committee lacks appointees from Kevin McCarthy, it does not comply with House Rules for Conduct and therefore does not have the authority to compel the deposition of witnesses. Hmm. Oh, they are mistaken. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy waived his rights to have any of those people on, and they were able to proceed without him. Correct. <laughs> this is a nothing. Like, there's no way this yeah. is going anywhere unless it goes to the right judge. Right. So I wonder who it's going to. I don't know yet. Uh, so while we were talking about Trump, another thing about him, Truth Social, uh, during a 24-hour period this last week, Trump posted on the social media platform Truth Social 88 don't call, times. Don't call it Truth Social. <laughs> what do you want me to call it? Call it Trump's social media site. Okay. <laughs> so during a 24-hour period, he posted 88 times. A large number of those 88 times, I think it was like 61 posts, um, had ties to QAnon and their related conspiracy theories. Uh, he's totally embraced Q at this point. Everything, every QAnon post that he retweeted is crazy conspiracy. Even way back to uh, Obama was not born in the U.S., he he retweeted one of those or retweeted whatever whatever he truthed it or whatever the fuck they wanted to call it. I, I I've been calling it truding, <laughs> truding. <Nice>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So in any case, he has fully embraced the uh, the QAnon stuff, the stuff that he previously had said. I don't even know what QAnon is. I've never heard of it before. Except that they're they don't like pedophilias, pedophilia. Mm. I guess that's a good thing he said. <laughs> right. I find it interesting because his past, um, whenever he would go on his Twitter rants, it was always in periods when he felt um, attacked and in jeopardy. So this amount of, of trumpeting? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Truding? Truding. <laughs> it means he's under pressure. Maybe he'll die of a heart attack. That would be a shame. I mean, what else has he got besides Q these days? You know? <laughs> a whole bunch of judges in his pocket. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's still... I mean, he obviously didn't do as much. I mean, he did a lot of damage. I'm not denying that. Mm. But I mean, it's not like he's exactly. I don't. I know I'm going to say bulletproof, and Ian's head's going to fucking explode. <laughs> but like, kind of bulletproof. They're still doing shit to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like the FBI is down there at Mar-a-Lago. Now, granted, I mean, he. It's like they asked him numerous times. If this is all his fault, you know? Yeah. Like, he could have just, whatever he could have done, handed it over and have been done with it. So he causes these fucking problems. I mean, you know, to say that he's above the law, I mean, well, I, I just don't know how this is going to pan out. It's just driving me nuts. And, and to be clear, he's still doing damage. I mean, today, I mean, just before we went came on air, um, the Washington Post reported that some of the documents that were found down at Mar-a-Lago were about the nuclear capabilities of our allies. An, an ally. So that ally, if they ever figure out that it's them that whose documents were in Mar-a-Lago in the basement behind a padlock, it's never going to trust us again. <laughs> now, to be clear, it wasn't behind a padlock 
until the the feds sh- said you at least have to put a padlock on it. Oh, like in July, yeah. So right. for a year and a half, yeah. I mean, nuclear capabilities, that's the nuclear thing. Yeah, it wasn't something about the, you know, nuclear power plants that, you know, and their status or something. No, it was the actual nuclear capabilities of a of sovereign country. Yeah. Actually, I'm not sure if it was an ally or just another country that he had in his basement. Good Lord. I just hope that any other country would be like, all right, that was a one-off, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, I don't know that it is a one-off, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're not thinking, well, if Donald Trump did that, then Joe Biden could be taking shit home and leaving it around. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're, you know, I hope they're smart enough to realize that, that like, that's not the case. Yeah. Or maybe Biden is leaving shit around. I don't know. Right. <laughs> it seems right. unlikely. It, it, some, right. It often feels like it's... It's maybe it feels lateral to them. Maybe they just don't care. Like, do I think that Truss is going to do a better job than Johnson? No, no. <laughs> They're the same person as far as I'm concerned. Now, if I lived in England, I might be like, how dare you say that, Ian? <laughs> they are totally different for these reasons. Why would you even think she's the same idiot that Boris Johnson is? And I'd be like, I don't know. They seem like idiots. <laughs> so maybe I don't know. That That's how I like to think other countries perceive us. Right. Well, you could be right. Could be. That's kind of sad, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to start wrapping up, uh, hitting a, the last of my political news here. Uh, this was interesting. There was a Trump supporting a, a county official removed from his position and removed from holding office, any political office, by a judge this last week. Uh, the guy's name... I don't know how you actually pronounce this. I th- I think it's supposed to be Koi, but I'm going to call him Kui. <laughs> Kui Griffin. Kui Griffin. C O U Y. You pronounce it however you want. So Kui Griffin uh, from New Mexico was the oh county commissioner uh, removed and barred from holding office. This last Tuesday by a, a district judge. Why? Because he participated in the January 6th insurrection. Yeah. Uh, he was removed from office under the 14th Amendment of uh, if you commit treason or insurrection, you can't hold office. Nice. So his argument, his lawyer's argument was that's ridiculous. I wasn't charged with a felony. I was only charged with federal trespass. I wasn't aware that I wasn't supposed to be there. It's not really my fault. I'm sorry, officer. I didn't know I wasn't allowed to do that. Right. <laughs> Ignorance is not an excuse against any law. However, especially in this case, because he was seen. Remember, all these idiots storming the Capitol all recorded what they were doing. He was recorded... After seeing a, a mob of Trump supporters push the security barriers, he was filmed scaling the Capitol walls. Now, I, I, I don't know if you remember this, but there were guys who scaled the walls of the Capitol outside in order to... Now, if he'd have gone 20 feet to his right, there was a stairway. But no, no, <laughs> that wasn't for him. He scaled the wall to get up to where he, he wasn't supposed to be. He then used a bullhorn to lead a group in prayer... And then give a speech promoting the attack, saying it's a great day for America. People are showing that they've had enough. People are ready for a fair and legal election. Or this is what you, you're going to get, and you're going to get more of it. That's what he said over the bullhorn. So he encouraged people 
to continue. Uh, he was sentenced to 14 days in jail and a $3,000 fine for his role. And then the judge went, yeah, how about we tack on a little bit more? Mm. <laughs> Cooey. <laughs> Jesus. That's good. Uh, more jail time would have been better, but. Huh. Yeah. 14 days. Come yeah. on. He's a government official. I, they just sentenced a, uh, a police officer to 10 years in jail. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I don't have that story or what the guy's name is, but they, and he should get it. I mean, he was a police officer. He had, and he attacked police officers. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. With a metal pole. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't know he couldn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) He was invited there by the president. Mm. 10 years. That seems about right. (laughs) Cooey. All right. Uh, so I mentioned this in the beginning, uh, I put it under news, but really this is kind of all uh, around the climate crisis. Uh, there's an article on time.com, which has the, uh, has the, the headline where we will end up living as the planet burns. Nice. So over the next 50 years, hotter temperatures, more intense humidity, uh, large swaths of the globe to, uh, be lethal to live in. People are going to be fleeing the tropics, the coasts, and the form, uh, formerly arable lands. Huge populations will need to seek new homes. Uh, large amounts of migrants, uh, probably, yeah. Number of migrants has doubled globally over the last decade. And, uh, yeah, it's only going to continue to rise. So there is a, a decent article about um, what we might be seeing here in the next decade or, or two. Um your cat is very upset about all this. Yes, as she should be. <laughs> yeah, global warming, serious. <laughs> uh, I think she's forgotten where we are. <laughs> In any case, uh, one one place, Alaska, looks like it might be the best place to live in the U.S. Oh. Cities will need to be built to accommodate millions of migrants heading for the newly busy Arctic. Uh, so it's a positive piece. <laughs> That we're all going to live in Alaska. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I do. Uh, I do hold out hope that uh, where where I live in Pennsylvania will be fairly safe, kind of up on a plateau, mild, you know, winters and summers. And it'll just be uh, a bit bit too warm for me here. Come soon, but I have often yeah. said that I feel like Pennsylvania, or at least some parts of the Northeast, are just in this fucking sweet spot in this country that we don't get a lot of natural disasters. Yeah. We don't get earthquakes. We don't rarely get flooded. We don't have wildfires. We don't have mudslides. Like it seems like I'm like, oh, I'd like to go live in that state. Oh God, damn, it's on fire. I don't want to go live in that state. <laughs> uh, you know, there's always something going on, right? And I'm like, yeah, we get, you know, occasionally we'll get a bad snowstorm here and there, but nothing yep. crazy. <laughs> we'll get a drought every once in a while, but very few tornadoes. Hurricanes don't make it this far inland. Yeah, it, it is a sweet spot. You're right. And that's all I have to say about Pennsylvania. (laughs) (laughs) It's also one of the reasons why uh, Russia is downplaying the seriousness of climate climate change, because it's warming areas that they would like to be warmer. (laughs) Unfortunately, that that also means it's melting their permafrost, which is then releasing more carbon. Right. But it means they'll get open water ports in the north. Yeah. They like that idea. 10, 10, 15 years before disasters engulf them, but sure. Yeah. I also did have an article about uh, Pakistan on here again that had updated numbers, but we did talk about that last week. Yeah, it's horrendous. The number of people who died, more than a thousand dead and millions no, displaced. 
it's probably way more than a thousand. They just can't get in anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like a third of the country is covered in water. That's crazy. Wow, it it really is. Um, yeah. And it for the most part, it's like salt water, right? No, it's all fresh water. Oh, Came is all, it? It's it's all flood water of okay. um, out of the mountains. Yeah. All right, so it's not as bad as I thought it was. No, because that, you know, that's, that's crops Louisiana. may grow again. <laughs> yeah, that, that's Louisiana. They're getting inundated with salt water. Uh, another article about climate change: Why climate change may be driving more infectious diseases. There's it's it's a fairly complicated thing, but it's basically uh, the the change in climate causes uh, different different animals to migrate differently, come into human contact more. Uh, pathogens pass between humans and animals more often because of it. Uh, humans are needing to move into different areas, thus spreading anything that they have that the where where they are going never had seen before. So it's more and more likely that we will see more infectious diseases as the human migration away from disaster areas continue. Uh, Yay! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a real positive note. I know. Yeah. Uh, along with infectious diseases, Texas, I, did, I thought I had an article for this, but I don't have it linked here. Texas has confirmed a death of someone with monkeypox. This is the first recorded case of, uh, monkeypox this, from this outbreak of monkeypox in the U.S. They haven't said it was actually from monkeypox. Oh, it could have been monkeypox. Yeah. Underlying, you know, conditions or whatever, but it was someone with monkeypox. Yeah. Mm. So... Should I put monkeypox in the category of like bird flu, H1N1, you know, be like, okay, it's out there, but less contagious. Is it, it's not COVID like. Right. No. Okay. It, I think you need sustained, you know, physical contact in order for it to spread. Right. But I'm also saying like, remember when it, you know, like the, the media likes to hype these things up mm. and, you know. I mean, we even were like, eh, is, is COVID really a thing? <laughs> you know, this is way early in 2019 when we first started hearing about it. Yeah. And it turned out it well, was this time. It was. <laughs> but I, yeah, I remember bird, you know, watch out for bird flu. And I was like, bird flu, birds, what, what's going on? <laughs> I mean, they, they are dangerous. They did, they were pandemics. They did break out into like H1N1 was a, it did spread. It was not contained, but it was eventually you know, it was contained to a certain point. Uh, COVID had the distinction of being so transmissible that it yeah. just spread everywhere. Uh, speaking of COVID, uh, the FDA has authorized updated COVID-19 boosters. We should be seeing them very soon. Like this article was from a few days ago and said you should see them in a few days. So, <laughs> okay. Very but soon. But don't, yeah, don't make an appointment yet because at least locally there aren't any available. I forget what it's called. It's a bivac, um, bivalent. I don't know. It has another name. What do you mean locally? How do you define locally? Um, in, in the center county region, um, I follow a group and they're like, does anybody know where I can get one of these new vaccines? And all of the local typical places only have the old style. They don't have the new style yet. So a lot of our listeners, that's not going to apply. <laughs> we are somewhat out in the country. So if you're in, if you're, you know, in a bigger city, you might be able to get it, but make sure that you... Ask for the, the, the new one, and you're not getting the old one again, because then you got to wait. All right, we're running uh, a little late. Wanted to mention Britney Spears made my... Yeah, I'm uh, very curious why we were going to be talking about Britney Spears. <laughs> Britney Spears <laughs> made my news list. Uh, why? Because she's, she recently put out on Instagram. I don't know. I'm not up on what the kids are doing on the internet, but I think it was Instagram. 
Uh, she says that God would not allow. Well, there's a whole big dramatic lead up about how her family treats her. But she says, God would not allow that to happen to me if God existed. I don't believe in God anymore because of the way my children and family have treated me. There is nothing to believe in anymore. I'm an atheist, y'all. Wow. I was already a fan of her music, and now I am a fan of her life pivot. <laughs> now, I do, as Hemet Meta pointed out on the, on the Friendly Atheist webpage, I would like to point out that this would have a lot of apologists, like, salivating, because God wouldn't let this happen to me. It's an argument that they have a lot of ways around. Mm. Um, trying to, to get you back in because they know that you're just angry at God, so they know how to, to come at you to, to get you back in the fold. I don't know if that's going to work with Brittany because she's got a really valid point here. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope it doesn't work with Brittany. I hope that she's, I mean, she seems smart enough to be able to, to dodge their bullshit, but um, and has endured enough to know that it is bullshit. Mm. So, in any case, uh, welcome Britney Spears to the atheist community. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll wait and Fun see. Fun surprise. I'll wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if it'll last, I'm, but for now. I'm already so disappointed with the Chris Pratt news I hear all the time, so. <laughs> of him being so Christian, so. Uh, just, well, not just being so Christian, just hanging out with, like, really bad ones and, and going and spending time at churches that uh, are very anti-gay and mm. you know just i mean i'm just hoping he's just a lovable dummy and doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> <laughs> being drugged there by somebody yeah don't know well i think he is a lovable dummy he's still he's a fantastic uh comedian so hmm. yeah all right <laughs> karen just reminded me i we had a story i had completely forgotten about do you guys have anything else before i get Not off me. of this okay i'm also good so when we were out on vacation a couple weekends ago, there were, there was, uh, so we were at a bar. It was, uh, not too crowded, but it was, you know, it was a busy bar. And there were four guys, not like right next to us at the bar. They came in and kind of spread out and they just started drinking really heavily. And the one guy drank every time anybody got a shot. Uh, anytime anybody else got a drink, he was getting one. So he got fully blown, like, Real quick, like he was, you know, heavy eyelids. He he was he was well into his his cups. <laughs> he started not being able to really control himself. He was like reaching into his pocket. He was sitting next to Karen, so he'd reach in his pocket and elbow Karen. So yeah. a couple times, Karen would say, "I don't know what you said." Actually, you're like, "Excuse me," and then yelling yeah. at him a little bit. In any I case, at some point, he leaned back in his chair, and when he leaned back, this was a big dude. Like he was he was a heavy, heavy feller. He leaned back in his chair, and he's pretty much leaning on Karen. I, I did a, dude, get out of my space, and pushed him. So at that point, he leans, he leans forward, and I think he actually said, like, said sorry or something like yeah, that. But he said he it did. a little sarcastically. But then he reaches over and pokes his friend in the shoulder and starts to, like, relay his mm. version of what happened. And I knew this wasn't going to go well, so I immediately, like, jumped in and really loudly said, hey, are we going to have a problem here? Whoa. 
And the guy like stopped and looked at me and immediately his friends were like, they, they're oh, like, God, this dude's drunk. So they, they pulled him over. <laughs> they're like, sorry, they're apologizing. They're pulling him away from us. They're like setting him on a chair away. And they're like, you know, sorry about that. You know, he's been drinking, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. You got, you got him yep. under control. We're good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the best part. So he's watching TV, right? He's watching a, a baseball game. And you can tell he keeps like looking over and kind of glaring at me now and then. And I just glare back. And out of nowhere, he just yells, top of his lungs, Hunter Biden! (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't know if he thought that would get me going. Like, I don't. But he's just like, he goes to to talk to his friends and he's like looking at me and his friends are like, dude, you know, let it be. And then he looks back at the TV and yells, Hunter Biden. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That makes almost no sense. But I like every part of it. (laughs) (laughs) So weird. It happened, what, four, five, six times? Something like that. And the bartender comes over. He shouted out multiple times? Yeah. At one point, was was Hunter Biden in the bar with you guys? <laughs> At one point, uh, on, on like time three, the bartender comes over and goes, "You're gonna have to keep it down." <laughs> and his friends are like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, we got him. It's under control. We got it. We got it." <laughs> but was Biden? there something? But was there something to indicate where your politics might have lied? No, <laughs> I don't know. Like so, yeah. And your was this Hunter Biden thing at you? Not or just in general. In general, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he just leaned back. He gets let's go, Brandony. The more he drinks, <laughs> but he did so like bizarre. he would yell it and then like look over, mm. like see if there was a reaction. I, I <laughs> reaction like what? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we're just a, laughing at him. <laughs> are you a fan? Are you? Because <laughs> I'd forget about him for a little bit, and then all of a sudden I'd hear Hunter Biden. Like he wouldn't, he stopped screaming it, but he was just like, say it loud enough I could hear. It's so weird. I don't like any part of this story anymore. It's now too weird. Hunter Biden. Well, actually, now that I've had more time to think about it, yeah, I think he, based on how much uh, this story has suggested he had to drink, I don't think he understands anything that led up to your. To the elevated, mm. uh, you know, confrontation. Right. Like, he thought he was just being his normal, loud self, and maybe he shouted Hunter Biden, and that's why you were mad at him. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the fact that he was, like, semi-awake, passed out on your wife, <laughs> as though that's appropriate. That's not the boundary that he thought you could... He was just like, no, I'm a, I'm a lovable guy who shouts Hunter Biden at bars. I bet this guy won't like it, though. <laughs> he was mean to me earlier. I got a couple theories on this, <laughs> <laughs> is it possible he was talking about Hunter Biden to his friends when this incident occurred and he thought you were getting shitty about that uh, with him? I don't think he was talking to anybody at the time. He, no. he Okay, so so that's so that's this throws that theory out. Yeah. The other theory is is that somehow, just based on your looks, he determined that you guys were Liberals. Liberals. <laughs> and I think what he might have been trying to yell out was let's go Brandon. Mm. But it's been so long and it's so confusing. And Hunter Biden is also a thing that they like to throw out that he just kept, he just condensed it down to Hunter Biden because he was drunk. But what he was really saying was, let's go, Brandon. Maybe. <laughs> but he didn't, rea- he didn't realize what he was doing. I wouldn't doubt Possibly. that at all. That that sounds very plausible. 
It was just. In which case, if that was true, then you should always yell out, Dark Brandon is rising. <laughs> <laughs> it was just after after he got away from me, it just became bizarre and funny. <laughs> like, it, it, does he somehow think that we'll be upset if Hunter Biden goes to jail? Because I could give a shit. <laughs> or if Hunter Biden shows up at the bar. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Is he might be in recovery. I don't know mm. that that's probably the best place for him, but <laughs> true. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I, I'm sure that's a component mm. of it. And I feel like we've discussed it here before also, but yeah, for some reason, a lot of people on the right think that people on the left value our leaders equally the way that they value theirs. Right. And that's simply not the case. If Hunter Biden went to jail, I would, my daily routine would be disrupted 0%. Mm. It'd be like, did he commit the crimes? He should probably go to jail. Yeah. But, I mean, and that's the thing, too, is, and I do, I do not understand why somehow their whataboutism to go to Hunter Biden on anything that Donald Trump has done yeah. makes no sense to me. No. Because, you know, I'm like, okay, so are you saying Hunter Biden because somehow that reflects on something that Joe Biden did? To raise him that way, in which case Joe Biden also raised like a Medal of Honor winner. Didn't I? Don't know if if if. Uh... No, I think the implication is always supposed to be when Hunter Biden committed these crimes, he did them to offer foreign leaders access to his vice president father. Well, that was very naughty okay, of him. But, okay, but that hasn't been proven yet in a court of law. No, no. right, not at all. Yeah, that's all this speculation. I mean, correct. Then they, I mean the other thing. I mean, and not to get off track here, but I do also hear the the supposed diary of Biden's daughter. You heard about this one? Yeah, nope, a little bit. Uh, well, well, it was that. Uh, Al, I forget what the name of him is. There's a semi. They call themselves um, journalists, but they're not. That they do this. They they make shit up and they put it into the mainstream, or they try to put it in the mainstream. Oh, like Project Veritas. Yes, Project Veritas. That's them. Thank you. It was a Project oh, Ver- Veritas oh, project. Veritas, exactly them. Yeah. But Veritas, nice. like, makes shit up whole cloth. Like, yeah. I, but it's funny, too, because that whenever they seem to get something on these kids or their bites, it's always them stealing shit. Because the diary supposedly was stolen, right? Right, yes. And somebody read it. And just like the laptop with the guy that hacked into his email. <laughs> I still don't understand that, even yeah. though we know that the laptop is real. I don't know how this person's not in fucking jail for that. But, I mean, I assume Ian's just going through everybody's email at his job then. Like, <laughs> I don't know what level of technical know-how you think I have. <laughs> but unless there's a YouTube video on how to do that, I don't know how to do that. Well, apparently this old man hooked up. Hunt- somehow totally knew did. it was Hunter Biden's laptop. He's like, right. get out the old cold breaker. <laughs> Based on the sticker that he saw on the front. Yeah. And the only person he thought to take this top secret information to was Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and, and I mean, again, I still haven't seen any hard evidence or anything. And again, you know, when it comes to Hunter Biden, I'm a little trepidatious because I ran my mouth and almost threatened to punch a dude in the face, you know, and I and I was wrong. You know, I haven't seen anything where they're like, we have absolute hard evidence that he was selling access to his father. Right. And the problem now but, is that the so, that laptop has gone through so many hands. It might have belonged to him, but it has been overwritten and people have added shit and they've deleted shit. So it's not it's evidentiary. You can't use it for anything. Right. So. But. I would agree with that claim. I mean, like, again, like, it's, it's, it's just such a weird thing. So a foreign leader from some country wants 
to talk to the vice president of the United States. Mm. So he goes t- to Hunter Biden and says, I'll give you $50,000 if you can introduce me to your father. And an air quotes job. Yeah. Well, okay. So, but, okay. But, okay. This doesn't have anything to do with Burisma Bur- or Burisma. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other separate thing, I think. Okay. But, so then Hunter Biden has the power to call Joe Biden up while he's working for Obama and be like, Hey, Dad, I'm setting a meeting between blank, blank from blank country. No. And Joe Biden's like, okay, so what's sure. going on here? That's I don't what know. I- <laughs> that, that's the, the crux of the whole thing is, no, he doesn't have the authority. And if that were to take place and Joe Biden said, okay, yes, then it's a problem. But right. if that never right. happened, then somebody paying Hunter Biden money for access that he can't grant isn't actually illegal. Right. It's like buying oregano that you think is pot. You just bought some really expensive oregano. Like, <laughs> it's not actually a crime. Call the police and ask anyway. him. Yeah. All right. Hunter Biden. Hunter, Hunter Biden. Biden. <laughs> nice. All right. I think that's all we're going to have for this week. Uh, first, I want to thank our patrons for supporting the podcast, especially Grinch and Heston Gexon, who joined us tonight. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can support it by joining them and signing up on our Patreon page, or you could share the podcast on social media or leave a review for us. We would appreciate all of that. Uh, if you'd like to contact us, you can on our Facebook page or tweet at ProfaneArg. Also, please check out other shows on the soon-to-be-named network. Soon-to-be-named-network.com will get you access to all of the available podcasts. Again, I want to thank you for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God be with you.